welcome back, everybody. We continue all the way to 6 o'clock right here on the Big Talker 1700. Jimmy B and TC for your listening and dancing pleasure. Uh, Trent, let's kind of get in. and We don't do a lot unless it's the tournament time for high school basketball. But this is a pretty interesting story. Uh, with what is going to take place apparently now at, at Valley High School, right? Yeah, Bert Hansen, the longtime coach down in Indianola. He was the boys coach for a number of years. He was a coach at Chris Street. Uh, Casey Blake went over to the girls' side, led them to uh, the state tournament a few different times. He's going to be making his way over to West Des Moines. He retired after the season a year ago mm-hmm. uh, after this past March with Indianola, but he's going to help out with the West Des Moines Valley Girls Program. Won a title a couple years back, uh, back in 2017 for the girls' side. Joe Segris, their coach over there, and he's going to hop on and, and help out as an assistant coach. So he's still being out there, and, well, hard to, to you retire. Then you say, you know what, man, maybe I do want to help out a little bit. <laughs> hey, look, and I can identify with that real <laughs> right, easy. Right. It is tough to walk away. Uh, a particular, and, I, and I'll explain to you why, is because... We love what we do, and when you love love something that much and you have worked it for as many years as he has, I mean, you just can't, you know, jump in the car and say, all right, I'm going to go uh, retire on an island someplace in the South Pacific. You, you just can't turn it off like that, Trent, and I, I got a feeling that that's the way he feels. Yeah, I, I think uh, something that... You just you want to be out there in some capacity. Completely get that. Yeah, I know him and Coach Segrist have had a good relationship throughout the years. A chance to bring him back, and well, I wonder if uh, if something goes awry. You know, Coach Segrist is ejected. You know, Coach Hanson will be up there taking over probably that lead <laughs> spot on the sidelines, and uh, and maybe asking to put another win in the win column as he has uh, just shy of a thousand career victories wow. in his wow. uh, great great career, but. Yeah, uh, it's certainly interesting, and, and I've heard about this for a while. Waited, though, well, I taught with Coach Segris for, for a number of years, so I had the story, but Jim, professional courtesy, I waited on the story a little while until it became official today. So you got to do that from time to time. You know, you can't just... From time to time. Yeah. You, you I, can't I, and just look at, I think, out there. No. Yeah, I think, and I think it's great that you did that, that you gave him professional courtesy. So I think that's awesome. I figured that you would be dialed in on that just with everything that you have done in the teaching profession and through your sports career, and you're dialed in on high school football, basketball, and baseball like nobody else is in the city. You know, Jimmy B, speaking of uh, those ranks, a good story earlier today from Matthew Bain with the Register, who has just done a great job with recruiting, as recruiting seems to be becoming bigger and bigger, Just not just on the Hawkeye Reports of the World and the CycloneAlerts.com, you know, places like that, but even in, in your everyday newspaper, and Matthew Bain with the Register has been doing a real nice job. Here's the story for you, Jimmy B. Okay. Iowa, uh, starting tomorrow, is going to be hosting... Five-star forward Keon Brooks making his way to Iowa Saw City. That, that uh-huh. is uh, the number seven prospect in the country. Iowa's in his top ten, Michigan, Michigan State, Texas, mm-hmm. North Carolina, Kentucky, Indiana, <laughs> UCLA, Georgetown, and Purdue. <laughs> Which one of these is not like the others, Jimmy V? Uh, it's, it's Iowa Ooh, basketball. Boy. They're going up against some heavyweights here, but... First step, get them on campus, right, Jimmy B? So sure, it's yeah. Got to be happy about that. 
I, I'd, I'd be happy about that if I was a Hawkeye coach. Absolutely. Look, all the kid can do is tell you no. I mean, you got a 50-50 shot. So if he walks in and you guys hit it off and he likes the surroundings and everything else, okay, you're feeling pretty good about it. Look, he's going to visit. How many, Trent, I, I know that they changed that rule a while back. How many official visits now can you take? Do you know that off the top of your head? The number's still five of officials. This will okay, be, this okay. is an unofficial visit. So Unofficial visit. Yep, okay. but uh, making his way to Iowa City, love to see that, certainly for the Hawkeyes. And all of a sudden it goes from, Boy, you get the superior, get a commitment from him and DJ Carton, and of course Patrick McCaffrey, who is a top fifty player in that class. That's one salty recruiting class, probably best one that's made its way to Iowa City. Probably have to go back to all th- all the way back to two thousand one, last time they had a class anything close to that. Good news for uh, Hawkeye fans, certainly. Keon Brooks going to be making his way to Iowa City. With that, Jimmy B, we're going to take an early break here this hour. Coming back on the other side. Have an opportunity to talk with Tim Dwight and Tavian Banks getting ready to host their football camp coming up later this summer in July. It's the Tavian Banks and Tim Dwight All-Star Football Camp. You can find out more information about that. TNTCamps.com. We'll bring those guys in, talk a little bit about what they're up to these days, and get ready for the football camp for ages 7 through 14, July 27th to 28th over at Valley High School. We'll do that coming up on the other side. Talking with Tim and Tavia next here on Jimmy B and TC. All right, we are back and joined in studio by a couple of special guests today. Tim Dwight making his presence known in Des Moines and Tavian Banks, who lives here in the Des Moines metro area. Guys, what is happening today? Lots of stuff. Lots, Lots. of stuff. We got Lots. a football camp. We do. On we the do. horizon. Tim, uh, let's start right there. The Tavian and Tim football camp. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, did I did I put the wrong TNT. name? T and T. Oh, T and T. Okay, T and T. So nobody gets <laughs> top billing with that. Well, you know, we thought about it, and we're like, you know, it's better just T and T because any any of our names would be first, yep. and mm-hmm. we're not kind of like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, we we thought T and T. We're both dynamic on the football field, mm-hmm. and dynamite kind of sounds like dynamic. So T and T is a we were both, for... both explosive players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Not as much anymore. These young kids are like, right. you guys actually ran? Yeah. You're like, um, watch the film. Yeah. Yep. Film's good. The film's good. Yep. So no, it, there's yeah. lots of football camps around. Tell us a little bit what kind of sets you guys apart. Tim, uh, as you 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 want to help these kids along, but what you guys, it might be different than just any other camp that you go to. Well, you know, I mean, well, when you get to the X and O, it's a lot of it, same positions and um the same kind of uh, plays and things. I mean, we might have something a little bit different, but you know, that's not our kind of not really our end game is to have these kids out there running plays like a full NFL team. But to understand the fundamentals of this, and you know, looking, you know, just looking at some of the game nowadays, um, you know, we I'm a big fundamental guy, and you know, being around some coaches I've had in the last couple of years doing my my camp in Iowa City, you know, sometimes I feel like the fundamentals aren't being coached as well as they should be. Mm-hmm. And those are things you always fall back upon when you're playing in a tough game um, or in any game. If your fundamentals are solid, it gives you a good chance to, to win. So we try to, you know, this is kind of an introductory camp to these youngsters, you know, 7 to 14. So we, we try to get them to understand what every position is, how that court coordinates into the team, get them, in, get them into a huddle, understanding where everybody is in a huddle. Mm-hmm. People just don't line up anywhere in a huddle. There's a certain way you set a huddle. Breaking a huddle, kind of setting the, you know, setting the tone for a good play. Um, learning, learning routes, learning coverages, you know, cause you do offense and we do defense 
And we teach them about being good teammates and working hard and, and believing in themselves and kind of build them, build them up to, you know, to kind of go out there and, and play a, you know, get ready for a football game because, you know, football is a hard sport to play. Um, it's very physical. And if you don't have a certain mindset going in, then, you know, you, you're not going to be as successful. Um, so, and we, you know, and us being, Tavian and I going all the way through from here in high school to the NFL, um, we kind of understood a, a way to go going about our business that to be successful. And if we can help these youngsters kind of learn, learn a little bit faster, you know, then they're going to be better down the road. Put them on the fast yeah. track. And, Trying to. Uh, and and mm-hmm. teaching the game of football. So Tavian, uh, mm-hmm. coming up end of July, give us the dates on that one and where they can go to pick up the information for the TNT camp. The TNT camp, um, dot com. Well, it's TNT camps with an S. With an S. S, yep. <laughs> so TNTcamps.com. You can go there and register. But it's July 27th and 28th. July 27th and 28th is where they can find a little bit more information on that. Get people signed up. Seven through Mm 14-year-olds eligible to come out there. And where's the camp going to be held at? This year it's at Valley High School. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good digs there. Yes. Talk to the right people. That's how you do things. I'm an Iowa City guy, so I'm like, just give me a field. They're like, hey, we actually have a pretty nice field, and we're going to use Valley's um, facilities. That's great for the the school district to let us use that. I mean, um, it's always nice to... To have fields and grass fields and be able to use the school and having places, you know, if it ever rains or something like that, mm-hmm. you have gyms available. Kids like to eat lunch inside and not out in the hot sun like, like us coaches do too. So um, it's great for the school district to kind of get behind these camps and, mm-hmm. you know, keeping these kids act- active during the summertime. You know, this is kind of, you know, a lot of camps go on in June, like now, because I have my camp in June in Iowa mm-hmm. City. And, you know, we're trying to make this campus kind of like a warm up into, into, you know, football that's going to be coming up on these kids and you know maybe not the eight nine ten year olds but you know the 12 the 12 to 14 year olds those kids are going to be going to the junior high and they're going to be hitting the pads in the next couple of weeks after they get out of our camp so it's a nice little kind of warm-up uh for them and as well as an introductory for them to kind of get them ready for that seventh grade football season or fifth grade you know you guys play pads here though too a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah third grade so you start some so little Pretty younger than Iowa City. Iowa City yeah. like seventh seventh grade. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a good time to kind of get them back into the football field, mm-hmm. getting out of summer and football's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a good thing and getting ready to hear those pads popping again and and everything with it. But you know, there there is some people out there concerned with the concussions, CTE uh, story today of the Washington State quarterback that took his own life and had CTE. For a lot of people, football is getting a bad rap and putting your kids into it. Octavian. You know, when you, you hear those kind of stories and they're just heart-wrenching to hear those kind of things that are out there, do you guys work to you know, calm the, the concerns that parents might have about football and, and the game played right? Yep. It's not dangerous. It, it can be mm-hmm. done the right way. Yeah, it can be done the right way. But, I mean, with any sport, anything can happen. Um, it's not just football. Um, there's a lot of injuries people don't know. Um, soccer probably has a more um, higher rate of injuries than mm-hmm. even football does. So, I mean, like, um, any any type of contact sport, and it's going to happen, you know. So it's not just football. That's that the big concern right now is it is football, but it's not really just football. And doing it fundamentally sound, and that's mm-hmm. what you guys are going to be that, working on. That yeah, I mean we're going to have you know we're going to have a tackling drill. Mm-hmm. We used to, like when I was in New England, we tackled every day. Yeah, and that's why it's a good football team because football is tackling and blocking. And if you do the fundamentals correctly every single day, and you practice and you teach it the right way, then you you keep your players out of harm. Um, you know, the game the game has definitely speeded up over the last number of years. I mean, I 
this is my tenth year, eleventh year out of the NFL. So I've been I've been removed over a decade in the league. So I'm I'm sure it's gotten even faster when I was since I've been playing. Um, but we're understanding that there's some of these risks now that are out there, and we have to address them. You know, I mean, there's things that have changed a little bit that maybe we need to go back to, like natural grass is something mm-hmm. that Tavi and I played on a lot, uh, yeah. and then we played a lot on the turf when we got older. And now you're seeing turf fields kind of all over the place, and these younger kids are playing at a younger age. So I think we need to kind of address some of the things that are up there. You know, maybe the helmet needs to be softened up where we're not using it so much as, a, as, as the weapon to tackle. You know, using more of our shoulder pads and getting into somebody as we tackle like we teach at our camp. So there's things out there I think that the, the NFL is starting to do, and it's trickling down to make this game safer. But it, it, there's definitely concern. And, and if I was a parent, and even me, I mean, I went through – you know, 20 years of football, Tavian played almost that long as well. And, you know, we're not 60 years old, and some of this stuff's coming up to guys when they're in their 60s, mm-hmm. not knowing who they are. They have dementia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm 43 next month, yeah. 60, 17 years away from me. So I, I have a concern. So, you know, it's, it's, it's getting back to fundamentals, and it's also, you know, changing the game where it's, it's a smarter game and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a healthier game for people that are participating. I mean, look at the kickoff returns. I'm actually kind of excited. I am excited about the kickoff return because that's kind of basically how I got in the NFL is punt yeah. returns. And mm-hmm. now there's going to be eight eight players up inside that 10-yard box. So it's almost going to be like a punt return mm-hmm. yeah. where they're running down the field kind of together instead of being so far apart and smashing in. So it's good to see that because it's going to be going to bring some of the of part of the athlete back in. I mean, Banks might not remember this, but you know, we 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 were we lost 31-28, but he had a 90-some yard kickoff return call back in our game. <laughs> he ran right past and smiley man the moves he, this guy used to yeah. put on us. It's unbelievable. Mysterious, mysterious call. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a mysterious call. Probably our, Iowa our, City guy, our, right? our kicker <laughs> yes. actually think got tripped by someone. It looked like he got clipped. Ah. So it got called back. But the, so that game wasn't as close. And that kicker wasn't going to do anything to you, Tavian. No, no. Not too many kickers did anything to Tavian, I don't no. think. Unless he was a soccer player, maybe. Yeah. But there was like eight other guys on the yeah. field all on you at once. <laughs> but yeah, so there is, you know, there's things that I think the game is evolving to. And the NFL is starting to realize that, you know, these things are happening to players. Um, but, you know, there's suicides that happen around this country every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it's because, you know, there's just... there's issues with gun control there's issues with mental health that we need to address Mm -hmm. so yeah but football you know it is a sport that's very contact and we have to do a better job as an organization as in coaches and everything as players to take care of ourselves you know and to put us in our best position not to be hurt and that's with the field we play on the equipment we use the instruction that we have and the direction of you know the higher powers where they're doing things you know behind the scenes so that we can make the game better so I saw over at the University of Iowa, they are now custom fitting all of their helmets for each player. Yeah, pretty great. It's 2018. Great. I, I, I'm just, I'm baffled that A, I was the first university right? to do this, mm-hmm. and B, that it's not, not widespread. Why Why is so many people, I know it's expensive, I get it, mm-hmm. but then you also, but what's, look, they're getting in $51 million in television revenue next year. Well, the NFL is doing $20 right? billion a year on right, right. so. What, no, what, why, what's, what's the hiccup here? It, it seems I, simple. I, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's a good mm-hmm. question to ask. I mean, why aren't all these teams, in high, you know, especially the college teams, yeah. Yeah. The, especially the big times. I mean, Iowa makes a lot of money. They're mm-hmm. one of the bigger revenue sharers mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. I know Alabama probably makes a ton of money because yep. they're a national championship of year, Florida, all these big schools. So you think, you know, it would be kind of a mandatory thing that if these helmets are proven to, to lower the effects of damage to the brain then, um, you know, they should be recommended or, or required against every school. Yep. Um, you know, we get to high school, 
you know, it becomes a, a cost issue. So mm-hmm. maybe there needs to be a, a cost sharing program with, with the, the parents as well as the school that has to pay for maybe 50% of the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, I, I, you know, like I getting back to kind of the, the field, I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate on, on softer fields. I mean, I played on, when I went to Atlanta, one of the coolest things about being in Atlanta was that we practiced every day on Bermuda grass. And that's something that we never did in Iowa because we can't really grow Bermuda up here. I mean, Iowa State somehow grows amazing grass at their stadium. And I know they're the ag school and stuff. The farmers help. I'm sure they're doing all kinds of stuff to that field. But um, but it's an amazing field. And it was always great to play on. Um, but, you know, especially in the league, like we loved playing on grass fields in the yes. league. Loved playing on practices. Once we got on that sports turf, mm-hmm. the game changed. I mean, it got it hurt more. Your body rubbed more. And it just it was more wear and tear because that stuff grabs so hard nowadays. It's like a... It's like a netting under there where your cleats really dig in, so it puts a lot more on your joints. Your body gets a lot warmer because you know you've got this black turf in there, so your body's a lot hotter, so it's a lot more expansive, so it goes a lot further than it should sometimes. So that's more wear and tear. So I'm a big believer in the surface needs to go back to a softer surface. I mean, you play a lot harder when you play on grass mm-hmm. because it's a lot softer when you land. And the tackles don't hurt as bad because everything is going into the dirt instead of coming back off that turf back into your body. And, you know, when you get, when you get laid on by a 250-pound guy and you get smashed down on that stuff, all that energy goes down in there and it, it kind of comes back into yourself. So I think we got to go, we got to push back to a nat- more natural playing field as well as, you know, softening these helmets up. Because the game's not going to slow down. Athletes mm-hmm. are getting faster. I was yeah, just at the, the USA yeah. Track and Field Championships here in Des Moines yeah. this weekend and... You know, seeing all those athletes and all of them are just jogging 20.4 you know, and it doesn't look like they're tired even after they run. Yeah. So, you know, the athlete, I think every 10 years, you know, every decade gets, gets better, gets mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's going to keep getting happening because the science is getting better with the way we p- train now. I mean, Tavian's yeah, he's doing with Ignite. Mm-hmm. I mean, training's so much different nowadays mm-hmm. than it was. It's not pumping all these big, massive weights. It's no. more functional yeah. strength, which means more speed mm-hmm. and more reaction times are better. Yeah. So. Um, but we definitely have to do a better job of making the game safer and coaching it and teaching our kids. Like it's not about the ESPN knockout hit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's about the great form tackle you made, you know, to stop that kid from getting first down and you both getting up saying, Hey, nice play. Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, want to talk a little bit about what you guys are up to now, Tavian, you're mm-hmm. uh, just up in Grimes at Ignite. Tim brought that up there and, mm-hmm. and what you can do for the young athletes out there not just with the football camp, but what you do on a day-to-day basis. Tell us a little bit about Ignite and what you're doing there. Well, Ignite, we um, train athletes um, on all sports. It doesn't matter if you're a swimmer or a football player or basketball or even karate or anything. Um, But we start as young as we have an Ignite Juniors program that goes um, three years old to seven, and then we have our regular programming that goes eight years old all the way up to high school, and we have an elite program where we train uh, college and professional athletes to um, we have a lot of things there at Ignite Sport and Fitness. Um, we also have um, Body Ignite. kind of our adult fitness programming where we have a lot of classes from spin to yoga to bar Pilates. We, we have regular Pilates also. Um, you should try that Pilates yeah. class. Yeah. It's <laughs> I don't amazing. know if I'd make it out. My first, my it's first actually Pilates, pretty tough. <laughs> oh, my first Pilates class was in California. I walked into this room. They had about 30 women in there. I was the only man. Mm-hmm. And they ranged from probably at that time, it was like in the afternoon. So, you know, these women were, some of them retired. Mm-hmm. So it was like 50 to 70. And within 10 minutes, I was the only one, I mean, I was the only one laid out, laid out sweating. <laughs> I mean, everybody else was pulling their he- feet over their head. I mean, yeah. it's, 
It's a great yeah. experience to do it. So you should come and check yeah. Pilates out. Yeah, yeah. it is it's definitely uh, Pilates. And also like spin class too, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, me just doing more non-hard uh, workouts, I would call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do a spin class uh, a lot of times over there. But also I get a little bit embarrassed because there'll be like older women, not that anything's wrong with it, but they're going faster than me on the bike and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, up. my like, God. You were taking like, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there sweating and everything else, and they're just going along, humming, talking to me and everything. I'm like, uh, I can't talk. Right now, <laughs> those are is, some of the strongest folks in the weight room, yes. mentally wise. Oh, yeah. you know, is is women because yep. they I mean that Pilates class prime example. Oh yeah, I just got worked, and they're like, "You're an NFL football yes. player, yeah? Like, you guys don't do abdominals." I'm like, "Well, we kind of do, but yeah. we don't do anything like this." I mean, the hundred uh, yeah. right out of the gate, I was a little winded, <laughs> you know. But then you get into yoga classes, you get into some of these fusion classes mm-hmm. where. I mean, we used to do this legs class out in California, and it was a good hour, and it was core and legs and lunge. I mean, everything. And there was me, my agent Jack, and one other guy, and everybody else was women, and we got worked over, man. <laughs> no, we were the ones bent over, just rocked. And we did yep. this stuff off these, plot, these these dancer bars for our hamstrings, and I'm looking at Jack going, why are you get me into this? He's like, this is going to be good for you. You're going to play a long time if you keep doing this stuff. Because look, I mean, I was like, dude, this is hard. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. they're crushing us right now. Hard's yeah. a good thing, though. Yeah. Hard's a good thing. Yeah. It was, it was a, Ignite uh, Fitness in a great yeah. facility. I've been oh, up there yeah. a couple of times. You guys uh, have right. everything and, and every level, level of athlete, yep. too. You mentioned the youngsters all mm-hmm. the way through high school. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of uh, athletes that are going on to college and go through your guys' workouts. Yes. And then for old fat guys like me, mm-hmm. go in there and get a workout, too, mm-hmm. which awesome. is always a good thing. Right. So, And we, know, also, we also have um, a week uh, trial free. Okay. Um, premium membership that um, make sure you come in. Uh, we have a week week trial free that, they, that everybody anybody can come in and do. So, so. just off of one forty one is uh, where you can find that up in Grimes. Take mm-hmm. the exit and a quick left, and you're right there, and you'll see the big building. Yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a large yep. facility yep, for big. sure. Well, how about you, Tim? What are you up to these days? Well, I know you're a, a man of many hats, though you're not wearing one today. You're, no, <laughs> you're in a lot of different things. Tell yeah. tell us what you're up to right now. Uh, well, t- today I'm actually heading up to Northern Iowa to talk to a customer doing a big solar project. Okay. So I'm doing a lot of renewable energy right now, mm-hmm. kind of pu- helping push the solar industry in the state um, through a small little organization called the Iowa Solar Energy Trade Association that I've been kind of a president of since our, indo- you know, since our beginning. Um, so I've been trying to keep the solar industry healthy here and getting around helping contractors and customers and folks to understand our technology as well as work with the regulators and the utilities to, you know, accept our technology yeah. and kind of move and modernize into what we're trying to do. Cause you know, the way that we power our life today is, is very archaic. It's very old. It's very expensive and it's very pollutive and it's very inefficient. So we're kind of modernizing the grid like, like we did with the landline telephone to the cell phone. I mean, look at all the things we can do now with our cell phone that makes our life efficient. Powering our world today with what we do with our coal plants and our big, huge, you know, plants out in, is is kind of you know it's kind of like you know writing down a, a letter and telegraphing it to somebody i mean it's very just old, it's very old so i do that on a daily um, i'm doing a lot of stuff in haiti lately uh we've been going down there for the group out of charles city we went down there in january built some haiti uh some solar projects as well as put roofs on their church um wow. build gardens for them kind of but we're going to go back down there i'm going to try to build a, a track program down there yeah because, you know, the fastest man in the world and from Jamaica is yeah. only like a hop, skip, and a jump from Haiti. So there's got to be some speed in Haiti. You can only and, assume, right? And running's kind of the easiest thing to do and the, le- <laughs> the least cost thing to do. Uh-huh. So here's your shoes, kid. Just go run. Let's go. You know, work hard. So doing some of that. 
I've been doing camps back here in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, did some golf tournaments. Just did the Lynch Livestock Golf Tournament up in Wacoma. Mm-hmm. They're a big, they're a big Iowa State group, but they also yeah. support my camp with food and all that. I've been doing that Dan Gable Golf Tournament up in Waverly a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, maybe take some vacation here, maybe <laughs> like a week or two on July Fourth, and then come back and start building some more projects. Get this camp going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rag Bryce coming up. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that the first couple of days. You're not not the whole thing, though. No, not, not going not, river to river. Well, I got to do Rag Bryce, then I got to go to Haiti real quick, and then I got to come back and do this camp, and then yeah. I got to go back down to Haiti. You're a little busy. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm on an airplane a little bit then in the next yeah, July. But, super busy. At the end of this July. But, um, yeah. And, and then other than that, just trying to trying to get yoga in, trying to get some workouts in. I'm on the whole 30 diet, which I'm kind of cut that in half. So I'm like on the whole 15 yeah. or something. Um, and then uh, what else we got going? Huh? May, well, maybe, maybe Pearl Jam. Oh, I, I saw them two summers ago in Wrigley. Yeah, unbelievable. I might go see them in yep. Europe here in July, maybe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still up in the air yet. Yeah, do it, do it. If if the opportunity is there, yeah, I know. Do it. I know. Just I want to make sure my customers get their systems put in right, and they're all happy. You probably got that VIP leave. hookup. You and Vetter are probably tight, right? No, you know, I've actually I've ha- I have met him before, yeah. and then my good friend that follows them around the world. Basically, he's almost seen a hundred shows, and I've seen three shows with him. Um, he's a big fan. He's in their club. He's in their club deal. He's got. I think he's caught a pick from. I think Eddie gave him a pick at a concert because he was right there. This guy, I thought I had a lot of energy, <laughs> and this guy normally doesn't have a lot of energy. He runs marathons, so he has a little bit of energy. But when it's con- when it's time for the concert, mm-hmm. he nonstop jumping yeah. the whole time, and he sings every lyric. Yeah, I'm like Dylan. It's kind of annoying. He's like, I love this stuff. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Cheddar. <laughs> and he goes right back into the lyric. Doesn't even skip a beat. Man. It's unreal. It's so it's a lot of fun to kind of go to a go to a concert with a big fan like that, yeah. you know, because they are always amped up to to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what the summer's got for me. And then maybe maybe hit the lake house uh, late in late in August to get out of the heat. And then by that time, it'll be time for football season. And uh, Boom. let's let's end on this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk Tavian. I'm going to talk running backs with you. I'm going to talk wide receivers with you, Tim. So you yep. made the transition from running back over there. But all right, we were talking a little bit. Well, right of course we I did. Out. This guy was like in front of me. <laughs> right, I was going right. to make that happen. <laughs> and had to find a way to. I was to happy. Get the ball. I was happily <laughs> ready to go. So Willie and, Guy wasn't, but I was. <laughs> we, we've got to see Akron Wiley the last couple of seasons, <laughs> nope. and, and just incredible watching him play. Just the the playmaking ability that that he had. Now a couple of youngsters, and take us back to when you were early in your career and getting those carries. How how much is it that transition from the high school level? You get a couple of carries early in your career, and now you're the guy. And Torin Young, at least to me, looks to be that guy. Ivory Kelly Martin, probably more of a change of pack, a back. But mm-hmm. when, when you go through and you know you're going to be a guy, what you have to do going into the season, and then mm-hmm. knowing I'm going to get 175, 200 carries this year, what you have to do physically to get ready for that. Well, just mentally being prepared for it also uh, is a big thing. Because, um, like, for me back then, uh, you know, like, it, it really had, like, a one-back system. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't built for, like, two backs until we got, um, you know, a little bit older. And and, and uh, when I when I got older in the, you know, in my junior year or somewhere around there. But, you know, um, you just got to mentally prepare for that type of thing. Um, and me coming out of high school, you know, I was pretty good and um, played, you know, obviously every down and stuff like that. But coming into college, I registered my first year, um, one, because I had a shoulder injury. So I was recovering from that. So mm-hmm. just <laughs> but, yeah. It was but, a pretty good know. back in front of him, too. It said it wasn't bad. But <laughs> it was pretty know. good. Uh, but said said yes, he was awesome, awesome back. So, I'd, you know, like sat behind C- Cedric a lot and then. 
was on special teams a lot when I was younger and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's just like, again, it's like mentally being prepared to, um, you know, take mental, a lot of mental reps because you're not going to get in all the time. But I was always prepared when I went in to the game. I've, I was always prepared for that. Um, so it's just like a, for a lot of young backs or even like a lot of young players, it's just being ready for your opportunity when it comes. So I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of guys out there. And uh, who missed the block on the Katzenmoyer play to begin the ball game against the oh, don't, 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 <laughs> even start. That, don't even bring that game up. Oh, I dropped a big pass in that game. It was. It would have been a good catch, but yeah. I, I should have caught that. I, yeah. I was so pumped brought us that with one. Like I three felt like finally going to get the Buckeyes here and yeah. Katzenmoyer comes mm-hmm. flying through. Uh, yeah. And it felt like, uh, well, I <laughs> yeah, we made it look like an all American that day. Uh, yeah, sure did. Yeah, that, that was yeah. a, I mean, that was at 23 yeah. 16. Is yeah. that the yeah. final of that game? Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I, I missed, we ran an out and up along yeah. the left. And I, yeah. I should have went up this and caught it and I mm-hmm. tried to go like that. And it actually did hit my hands, but mm-hmm. uh, it was right in the end zone. Oh, yeah. right. Felt so bad. Yep. Yeah. The Michigan game in 97. My, well, Matt Sherman, his mom was my German teacher. Uh, yeah. Yep. So yeah. of course, up in North Iowa, we're all you know big Matt Sherman mm-hmm. fans. Yep. And you're running. What was that route that you ran? Because you're coming out trail. of backfield. Mm-hmm. Our, trail. Yep. our trail. Wide open. Our trail. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Our trail. <laughs> our trail. Yeah. Were you hollering? Oh, I mean, you can't hear. Right. I mean, <laughs> but, but you were so open. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, like, uh, if I remember, he he was uh, running for his life. I think yeah. on that play too. So. You know it's tough. It's it tough. Um, well, the but, pick was not our mm-hmm. trail. That was a that was a. Ba- I was running a backside in route, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a thumb. So when that ball let go, it just dropped mm-hmm. right. So the he Sam sword. The thumb earlier in the he ended the throw on his big throw. Okay, it hit a back of a helmet mm-hmm. when he threw it to Taven on the R trail, and he's mm-hmm. running down there throwing his arm, mm-hmm. and then. I don't know if we just ran the player. I don't think we down. I don't. I think the clock stopped, and we ran down there, and then we ran. A certain play, and I think yeah. we might have ran that play again, maybe. Yeah. But he yeah. looked backside to me on mm-hmm. the end, and he just couldn't couldn't yeah, throw couldn't it because he had a broken there. thumb. Yeah, you guys were the better. team. And I remember that ball just oh, coming yeah. out and you just were dying. The better team that yeah. day against the national champs. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think we made their season. We, <laughs> yeah, we we couldn't. Yeah. There was a couple of times we just couldn't get inside the twenty. Like we played well inside the twenties, we mm-hmm. just couldn't get in. Like from the twenty on in. We threw a couple picks in mm-hmm. the corner. And, and Lloyd Carr helped on, kicking it to you, you late know, in the first half. And they, and they came, yeah. But, Thanks, Lloyd. And I had some great blocks on that, though, on, mm-hmm. that, on that return. But, you know, they came out that next, that, that third quarter, and they went right down the field, yeah. you know, and scored. Yeah. And Greasy, was a, he was a good quarterback. He mm-hmm. played a number of years in the league, and mm-hmm. they were a good football team. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that, we, you know, we had a chance to go up there and compete like we did. Yeah, we, we had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we were close. You have 51 yeah. seconds left. I think we maybe had two timeouts. You know, and if you don't have a guy with a broken thumb and, mm-hmm. you know, you got that type of time, I mean, we have time to even, we're down 24, what, 20, 24, 21. So we, was that, no, 20, 28, 24. That was the final. So yeah. we had to score a touchdown to win. But mm-hmm. you, you think, you know, we at least could have got it closer. Oh, yeah. um, but, Definitely. you know, we gave him a run. Mm-hmm. If how, how I would have returned the opening kickoff in the third quarter, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would have <laughs> let that safety push me out of bounds. Yeah. I would have, that would have, you know, we would have won. We would have won. Yep. I should have right. just juked him and cut back. See, if I had Banks' juke skills, <laughs> I would have had a punt return before half and a kickoff return right after half, right. and that would have been sweet. We and Sherman won. wouldn't have broke it's his my thumb fault. late in the I game. Know. Right. And yep. after that loss, God, uh, you guys lost, what, what, Northwestern, Wisconsin a little later in the year. Yeah. I mean, just, Wisconsin by one or two, right. and Northwestern by one, 15, yep. 14, was both on just, the road. Did that loss take a lot out of you guys, though, or was mm-hmm. it? Also, the injury to Sherman. 
Oh well, yeah, I mean, yeah, quarter, but but did that take I mean, a lot out of you guys? I mean, just just no, mentally. I no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we <laughs> lost to Michigan, we lost to Ohio State, like mm-hmm. boom, boom. Yeah, and you know, Northwestern always played us really well, mm-hmm. like at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, Barnett really started to get those guys. I mean, they went to the Rose Bowl in '96. They had a good mm-hmm. good team with Schnur and uh, Musso and those guys and Autry. Yeah, I mean, that was good. So they were starting to really build that program at yeah. that mm-hmm. at that time. I think they were getting some good players and. They played us tough. I mean, we were one in, I think I was one in three against Northwestern. Right. You know, we, mm. we beat them our, my freshman year. It seems year. like that's, that's our Achilles heel is Northwestern. Yeah. I mean, lately, it's, until, lately it's been. Yeah, right we're now. talking 20 yeah. years later. Well, they so. run that pro-style mm-hmm. offense. We run a lot of pr- cover two, and they really work our middle, our linebackers because mm-hmm. they run a lot of that stuff where it widens us out and it creates a lot of holes. And, yeah. you know, in the league, when you get to the league and you see these type of offenses and you see them kind of in the college level, you're like, oh, well. We play a lot of cover two. Well, if I was cover two, I'd be attacking the middle too as yeah. well, you know. So they do a good job of that. But yeah, we we had a we had a, we had a tough time against North Northwestern, you know. Yeah. And having a quarterback, I mean, Randy Randy got better, but you know, he gets thrown in there at the midseason, the end of the year, and you know, mm-hmm. he's not had a lot of reps. Yep. And you know, you 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 know, we we just it's tough to win with you know a younger right. guy in right. there, and yep. um, you know, so um, yeah, and we had a tough bowl game too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure did. Uh, not a pretty one. Well, no, wide receivers, no. the here and now. We talked running backs with Tavian. Tim, mm-hmm. when uh, you look at this group, I know you're a big proponent of speed. Speed on yeah. the outside. And I think they got a guy, Amir Smith-Marset. Smith, yeah. yeah. He, got catch. Got to get him catching 100-some right. <laughs> balls before and after practice every single day. Because he has that outside speed. And he made some mistakes last year as a true freshman. Yeah. A lot of times under Kirk, you're going to see a guy maybe not get those. They kept putting him out there, which yeah. is different for their So. At least to he had me, a great, that reads that this guy must have a lot of ability if he get, keeps getting reps even after some mistakes. Well, I mean, he's a young kid, so you got to take that under mm-hmm. account. I mean, when you're catching a ball deep and you get hit and you know, and things and guys are there a lot faster than what you're used to, it, it's a, it's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no matter how fast you are when you come into college. I remember coming to college yeah. and just kept running the ball. I mean, wow, yeah. that person's there already. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. safety's already yeah. showing up. Yeah, and so you kind of have to adapt to the speed and mm-hmm. um he made you know he made that great catch or a couple good, good catch in the Iowa State game yes. make the game winner yep. in overtime um you know then he had a couple drops but you got to just keep keep you know on the balls balls keep getting balls keep yes. on the uh, the ball drills you got to keep on the the what we call it, the jugs the jugs machine mm-hmm. get on that yeah. jugs all the time um yeah and I like this easily kid he's back mm-hmm. you know he had a heck of a year last year yes. our quarterback's got another year under his belt you know his first year starting he really matured. That Ohio State game was a lot of fun to watch. So you know what the kind of talent that we have it there if we just start moving. And we got some good, good tight ends. I mean, faint, faints back. And then uh, Hawken, Hawken, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. DJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, he's a game changer. You know, he's hard to cover. Yes. He reminds me a lot of Kittle mm-hmm. when we had the big Henry, the tight end, and then Kittle would come in. So, you know, if, in Iowa, it's, it's, we, when we get our tight ends rolling, we usually have a good ball game, especially when we get them involved in the passing game because mm-hmm. – we run the ball really well, and when you run the ball really well, your play action should be really good. And once mm-hmm. we get those tight ends the ball, so I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, um, as you get a new quarterback, as a, as your quarterback evolves, you kind of open some more things up. And he also can challenge the coaches. Hey, coach, like I can kind of, I kind of want to do some of this too, you know, mm-hmm. get the ball out here or put this guy in this position. So, um, you know, and we had a first year, uh, first year offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian had his first year, and I know Ken O'Keefe's back, which has been, a, I think, a lot of help because it, it's it's hard to game plan a game and you think everything's going to work <laughs> just like you think it is when you have it on the paper. And, 
You know, you learn from a lot of that. It you looks know, you, a lot e- better when you're putting the game plan in Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, right? yeah. You the, get out there. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. These guys well, this didn't work. Too, right? This <laughs> didn't work. Okay, where do I go to now? Because that's like half the play sheet I messed up, you know? Yeah. So it, it's a, it's adjustment for being a coordinator. Instead of just being an assistant coach, mm-hmm. you got to worry about your offensive line or your D-backs when you're trying to put everything together and understand what they're trying to do and coordinate that. And you've done a good job of scouting the other team. So, you know, when we put a game plan together, we usually – we usually play really well. Like that Ohio State game, we, we put yeah. a plan together. And that was exciting to see. Don't burn know. that play sheet. Keep, no, keep that no, keep that play sheet and then just do some extra little things off it. Yeah. That yeah. Kind of look like it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and keep keep our teams, you know, on their on their on their toes. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity in, in football games. You look back where you can run or pass and we when we do a good job of keeping those fairly like almost, you know, 60-40, we yeah. win a lot of football games. I mean, I've been to over a hundred games in Kinnick Stadium as a fan not as a media dork talking on the radio here. Mm. And that environment with Ohio State, it was nothing I've ever seen. I, I started no. going to games back in the 80s <laughs> with my uncle, and, and it was just one of those moments mm. where it was, holy crap. They're, they're well, not they didn't have an answer. Ohio State, mm-hmm. They're throttling them. And they it had... was when they, Joshua Jackson, the one-handed interception, it was it was almost laughter across Kinnick Stadium. Where it was unreal. It was unreal. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. unreal. It's like, oh, man, we just made that play. Or yeah. what about when... Uh, Oh, he's rolling out and he just hit the tight end. It was a Hawk, it was a Hawk, Hawkinson in the back of the end zone right there. Yeah, we with, with frozen a, rope with a guy Boom. draped on yeah, his leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, you're just like, wow, today's a good day to be a Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, was a fun game. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody can go out there. Hawkeye, Cyclone, Bulldog, Panther fans, doesn't matter. The TNT football camp coming up. It's for ages 7 through 14, July 27th and 28th. All the information online, tntcamps.com. Fellas. We'll see you out at Valley hey. Stadium in a month. All Thank right. You. Thanks for bringing us on. Really appreciate you it. You bet. It's always fun to visit. Thanks again to Tavian and Tim for joining us here today. Coming back on the other side, putting a cap on things. We'll let Jim Brinson back in the studio as we're a little packed up here today. Back on the other side to put a cap on things. Jimmy B and TC on 1700. All right, everybody. It's that uh, time where we're about ready to get out of here. And uh, we will be back, of course, again tomorrow, bright and early at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, but you're going to do what? A little more extra work then tomorrow night. That's your plan, right? Yes, uh, weather permitting. And, well, decided to go to a location that weather doesn't matter quite as much as some of the other fields that are drenched in rain and doing a lot of work here, getting ready for the uh, doubleheaders on Wednesdays in the CIML. Going to make my way out to Southeast Polk. they got the field turf out there, so... Things drain a lot better out there. See Coach Hartman's squad going up against West Des Moines Valley. That'll be our game of the week, and I'm really looking forward to that one, Jim. Two teams very good this season. Valley's been in and out of the rankings. Southeast Polk, I think, number eight in the latest rankings. And the pairings are out as well for uh, baseball, Jimmy Mm. B. And you know what I ask? I I ask just to separate the CIML teams out a little bit more. Look. I know you don't want eight teams from the CIML to make it to the state tournament. You want teams from other areas, and Cedar Rapids Prairie won a title a couple years ago. So though the power structure, certainly in central Iowa, you do want to spread it out. Well, the Boys Association, they finally listened to me. I think I I talked to Chris Cuellar enough that he just got sick of listening to me complain about it. So (laughs) they did spread it out a little bit more this year. Five sub-states this season in Class 4A. We'll have teams from the CIML, and looks to be a great chance of maybe five teams making their way to Principal Park in 4A 
Johnston will be the number one seed in uh, sub-state number one. You got Indianola, who's been very good. Also West Des Moines Valley and Ankeny Centennial in sub-state two. Sub-state three is where Southeast Polk is. Marshalltown, who's been ranked, is also there. Some Eastern Iowa schools also in that sub-state. Letting them drive a little bit, that's okay. Urbandale, the top seed in... Uh, Substate and number seven, Ottumwa, Ankeny, some of the other schools there. And Dowling Catholic, Waukee, looking to uh, possibly set up a showdown in substate number eight. That would be a very good one. So that's uh, coming up high school baseball again. Tomorrow night, we will have the call game two of the doubleheader with West Des Moines Valley and their matchup as they go up against Southeast Polk. Looking forward to that one coming up here in just a little bit. With that, Jimmy B, uh, looking forward to tonight and what's on tap. And well, baseball-wise, my Twins are back in action against the White Sox. All right, I get it. Nobody really cares about that one. Even Twins fans, they continue to fall further and further back. You win a series against the Indians. You win a series against the Red Sox. Maybe this team's starting to turn a corner. You promptly lose a series to the last place Texas Rangers. It's just been... One step forward, two steps back for the Twins this year, chasing Cleveland and the other part, Cleveland, before that last night and their loss to the Cardinals. Uh, they had dropped uh, one seven in a row. But watch a little of that. Cardinals-Indians, pretty good game this evening. Pitching matchup for that one, it'll be Corey Kluber against Carlos Martinez. Martinez, though, since the injury, certainly has not been the same pitcher that we saw early this year. So flip into a little bit of that. Uh, certainly late night, obviously Cubs going up against the Dodgers, trying to end that five-game skid, and they got the guy on the bump. Certainly you want to do that with John Lester as we await. Talked a little bit earlier with Al Yellen a little bit about this Cubs team, what's going wrong, and if you miss that, you can always go back on the podcast page. Just search Jimmy B and TC. It'll pop up, and you find our conversation talking Cubs earlier today with Al Yellen from Bleed Cubby Blue. Baseball tonight on the agenda. College World Series, well, weather permitting, will be back on the air. And if there is a Game 3, we will have that here for you with Arkansas in Oregon State with Westwood One coverage. We'll bring that to you coming up on Thursday evening. For tonight, we are out of here. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. Thanks to all our great guests today. Talked a lot of Cyclones recruiting with Alex Halstead from 24-7 Sports and CycloneAlert.com, breaking down that big recruiting weekend for the Cyclone football team. You can go back and listen to that. Ali Yellen, as mentioned, talking Cubs with him. And, of course, Tavian Banks and Tim Dwight for jumping on with us today. A lot of fun talking with those guys, going down memory lane, great what-ifs, and, and a whole lot more. It was a good one. We'll be back tomorrow starting at noon. Myself and Ken Miller We'll be talking the world of sports with you from noon until 2, and then Jimmy B and TC get you home from 4 until 6 o'clock. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. We'll do it again tomorrow, 1700 KBGG.